What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Red and Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and today I'm joined by my guy Brandon, my guy Dion, and my guy Perry, Anthony Perry. Guys, that was an insane win, not nearly as close as last week. Uh, Brandon, let's start with you. What did you think of the game overall? Some quick thoughts, then we'll kind of get into it a little more in depth. So I thought it was um, pretty stressful, especially uh, in the beginning. Um, the defense looked phenomenal, but our offense started off really, really slow. Garoppolo kept throwing, and it just everything about the offense was not looking good at all. Definitely. Yeah, it was an ugly start, man. I'm glad they got it going eventually. Um, Perry, what did you think? I know a lot of people were saying, like, what's going on with Jimmy? He's looking really ugly. The timing's off. He looks shook. What did you think? Yeah, I was pretty critical of him on social media today, I'll, I will admit. But he got the job done. That's what matters. But, Zach, guys, my biggest highlight today, Big Sack Bosa is back, baby. Two sacks today on Jalen Hurts. Had to strip two that the Eagles recovered. But, man, oh, man, was Bosa filthy all afternoon. And that was with him getting held, you know, more than ten times every other snap. Bosa was getting handled pretty bad with the holdings, I mean. But two sacks, though. Man, he is a difference maker through and through. And it was just a very impressive performance from the defense all out. Yeah, two sacks and that forced fumble. That was beautiful, beautiful performance from Bosa. Uh, Dion, the whole game was like in slow motion, at least for the first half for the Niners. And then right at the end, it's like there was that momentum shift. Do you think maybe that momentum shift was like the key to actually get the 49ers going? Because they had a few sparks that they didn't really take advantage of. What do you think finally was the catalyst that kind of allowed them to take the lead and take over in this game? Oh, I think you're muted. Okay, I think we got to give Dion the second. All right, yeah, Dion, I'll, I'll text you. Um, I th- it was tough, man, because I was even tweeting, and I'm just like, the Niners got a spark here. They should be able to take something and do something with it, and they didn't. They just didn't. So I don't know, man. Jimmy, there were a few passes that sailed on him. He looked shook. But towards the end, he got – calm the second half he calmed down kind of took his breath uh took a deep breath and let the game come to him like he said last week the game's kind of coming slower to him um perry i'll go back to you on this one are the 49ers the most cursed team when it comes to injuries the entire running back unit was about cursed man yeah i think we gotta get that part of the show out of the way now you know the injuries are just no surprise to me at this point I mean, I'm trying to think of who got bumped in Nick. Juice check got a little cramp. He was okay. Mitchell had a shoulder. I saw Hasty got hurt. I don't know what was up with that, but I know Hasty got dinged up. Trey Simon absolutely got popped really bad. The poor, poor dude, man. He took three different hits to the head, one to the elbow, the helmet to helmet on the side, and then when he landed on the ground and his head just Oh, poor Sermon. But, man, you know, our running back room is starting to look like the Ravens now with how thin it is. I mean, we ran Trenton Cannon out there, and I was like – I mean, I know I remember him on Madden. He had pretty good speed. He was like 94, 95, but that's all I remembered. And and just to see these injuries coming back though to bite, it's just you know, that's just the way the wor- the world works for football, especially for the Niners. But at least there were no pivotal injuries where it's like, okay, this could have been the huge turning point. I mean, D Ford made it out, Nick Bosa made it out, all the key guys made it through and through. And you could say that's a victory in that part. I mean, we hate to see injuries, but even with the injuries to the running backs, they were still able to execute and get the job done. Albeit Jimmy Garoppolo didn't look good, but he didn't look bad either. So he kind of, he was able to work around everything. And I mean, it was game manager Jimmy today. So what could you expect? But hey, a victory is a victory. And we came out of the East Coast trip here. Okay. We, we came out okay. 
Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Dion, looks like you got your mic going. What did you think of the game? We didn't, wasn't able to get your thoughts on it. I know it was close. wasn't as close as last week. What did you think offensive-wise? It was kind of ugly, but they stepped it up when they needed to. Hey, man, we got it to a 2-0. and You know, that that's all that really matters. Um, the the big issue is, is, you know, I honestly anticipated a little bit of Trey. Jimmy was missing some throws that I definitely didn't like. Um, but, you know, from an offensive standpoint, you know, we did what we could, and we, we, we made sure – that, you know, we went ahead and finished out the game the way we were supposed to. And then as far as from a defensive standpoint, we look damn good, man. Holding the team to 11 points, that's what I'm talking about. Giving up 33 and then dropping down to 11, I'll take that. I'll take that any damn day. You know, as far as what you were saying with the curse uh, injuries, oh, my God, when Trey Summer went down, and then I saw the replay, man, he got doubled. That That's painful, man, to get hit once and then get hit twice. Like, it's it's a lot. But – what I will say is defense did their thing. I'm not going to knock them for giving up 11 points. I'm happy with that offense. This is the reason why we drafted Trey Lance. There are question marks on when Jimmy throws the ball. Anytime Trey Lance throws a tra- to, to Trey Sherfield, it, it's a completion. But Jimmy, it is what it is. Yeah, damn. That's, that's well said. Um, it was Jimmy, man. I don't know what it was, but hey, he's undefeated on those QB sneaks, and I love him for that. Uh, listen to Hung Fat. Hit the like button, guys. Hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. We're trying to get 2,000 subscribers so we can give away a 49ers jersey. If you're watching on Twitter, hit the like and retweet. Follow us there as well. All of our handles are on the screen. Give everybody a follow. Um, injuries. I know as far as the Eagles, I saw Brandon Graham and um, – the other one, Brooks, Brandon Brooks, I believe. They both are likely done for the season. It's like an Achilles and a pec injury. I know for sure um, Graham was out for the season. So it's tough, man. And obviously, like Dion just said, Trey Sermon left with a head injury. Uh, or Perry talked about it too. Got hit three times. It was like the worst luck ever. We've been calling for him for two weeks. We finally see him. Has a nice run. Somebody tweeted at me. Looks like he was kind of doing a little more than he needed to just to impress coach. And then sure enough, he takes the injury. It's a bummer, man, but we saw Mitchell tough it out with that shoulder injury. Uh, Brandon, I'll go back to you on this one. We finally saw Brandon Ayuk. He had one nice third down catch for a first down. Um, I think he had a punt reception that wasn't much, punt return. But Debo continues to impress. Is Debo the wide receiver one for the 49ers? Uh, After seeing Debo the past two weeks, I'm going to have to say yes. Um, The guy continues to ball out and impress – the coaches, us fans, and everybody that's, that is in the 49er organization, I feel like uh, Debo is going to be the true number one uh, this season for sure. Yeah, I agree with that one, man. He's he's really balling out, and I love to see it, that, that maturity. He's really started stepping up, especially when the Niners needed mm-hmm. it most. Um, we saw <laughs> – they're saying call Frank Gore – yeah, I, I saw a report earlier that he was like considering boxing or something like that. That's insane. Uh, Perry, are you concerned with the 49ers running back injuries? If our head coach wasn't Kyle Shanahan and they had Bobby Turner in the wing, I would say, yeah, absolutely. But I think Shanahan has countlessly proved that he can make running backs work. I mean, Alfred Morris in his first season with the Niners was damn near a thousand yard running back, I believe. Or if not, he was uh, pretty good, or at least when he came in. And the entire running back room he's worked with all throughout his course with the Niners has actually been not too bad. 
And that's what guys that maybe a few years ago before the Niners became good, I honestly wouldn't really remember at this point. So he's been able to make it work and execute, and that's okay. Um, I don't have a list of the free agents in front of me, so I can't really tell who the Niners could possibly pick up if any of these guys miss time. But the way it works, I just saw it looks like Elijah Mitchell had a stinger, so he should be good to go next week. I uh, didn't see anything about Hasty, so Hasty should be okay. I don't know what they're going to do with Trenton Cannon. I don't know if he's going to be uh, you know, a third down running back or however they're going to work him. And we still have to see with Trey Sermon. I mean, he went to the locker room, seems like he was okay, but you know, I don't know if it's a head injury, a neck injury, whatever it could have been with Sermon. So that's kind of a wait-and-see thing. But, Zach, guys, I am okay with the running back room for the moment just because of Shanahan and my belief in how he can work his running backs in his system. And it's kind of a blessing with how Shanahan can do that. But at the same time, though, there is a little bit of concern just because whatever whatever new running back is going to come in, you may never know how it's going to turn out. Could be good, could be bad. So we'll have to wait and see. But I, I'm going to have some cautious optimism for the time being. I think the running back room should be able to float on water. You know, Mitchell and those guys, they're not going to execute or be at the level Mostert would have been had he stayed healthy. But they win. They, they win and they do what he asked him to do. And I think that's what we can ask for right now. Okay. Hey, I just like real that. quick about uh, Jermichael Hasty. I heard it's an ankle injury. Right. Yeah. I don't, know no, how I don't think they put a timetable. But... Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll wait up reports. Um, Dion, I'm gonna throw it back to you. What was your biggest takeaway from today's win? That Debo Samuel is the number one receiver. He's always been the number one receiver. I didn't see anything outside of that that would have dictated different. The issue. The thing is, is at the end of the day, when you need to do what Jimmy G is great at, which is dink and dunk, Debo's the guy to go to. He can do that. If you give Debo the guy, if you give Debo the ball behind the line of scrimmage, he's gonna find a way to make a positive first down. And you know, what I'm saying, as far as the running backs go, I agree. I agree with him, man. If Kyle Shanahan and Bobby Turner are here, I'm not worried about who in that backfield because they just know how to make it work. When it comes to these guys, it, it, it's weird, it's odd, but it happens. So, I mean, Debo was definitely showing why he's the number one receiver, you know, and at the same time, the only other thing I can say is, is I'm, I'm a little worried about the Amador Lenore when it comes to those speedy receivers. I didn't like what I saw. The Amador was getting burnt. So it basically saying that if you're fast enough, if you're running that 4-2, you know, that sub 4-3, they're gonna they're gonna target him, and they know because he was getting beat. You know he got lucky with the Jalen Rager play where he stepped out of bounds. You know and then the other play, but I'm a little worried about him. You know, but I mean it's early in the season, it's growing pains. So at the same time, I can understand. I like that. You know, I was I was concerned. Debo or excuse me, Lenore, we saw give up that big uh, pass earlier to, to Rager, like you said, but luckily he was out of bounds. And then he got beat deep again later. I thought for the most part, though, he looked pretty good. And and speed could be kind of his Achilles heel. And I know our guy, Eric Crocker, was talking about it, how on the latest Lockdown 49ers, I think they did the preview, it was in that episode, about how that's kind of his his one area of, of true weakness is once you get those speedy guys that get off the, off the top of the defense, take the top off, he's kind of going to be you know a little liable there. And I think the 49ers need to do a better job of getting him some help over the top. Um, Perry, I'm going to throw it back to you. Continuing on, on Demo Lenore, were you impressed by what you saw by with the rookie? Because I've seen people tweeting at me, tweeting me, excuse me, at Twitter, saying that we got our future number one corner. 
think future number one corner is a bit of a stretch, at least for now, just because he hasn't gone out and intercepted a bunch of balls or really defensed a lot of the balls. But I think he's been executing very well. And that's all you could ask for from a rookie, especially him, who's really just got laid. I, I think he basically got laid cornerback one because Verrett got hurt. And the Eagles as a wide receiver one situation, I guess, is kind of weird because Devontae Smith is a rookie. Rager has potential, but he's you know been 50-50. So it's kind of weird. And, yeah, I agree with Dion in the sense that Demo struggles a bit with the speed. But on the one he got toasted on, he did stumble. I would have said that had he not stumbled, I think he would have made a better play on the receiver and at least kept up with him because the receiver slowed down to the ball. And that's the thing is Hertz's deep ball tonight was terrible. Hertz could not throw it deep. And when he did, I mean, I felt like it was either busted coverage or a corner just slipped or something. So Hertz, Hertz honestly wasn't that good. And our guy, Matt, you know, he's out moving right now would always say that Hertz wasn't Hertz isn't that impressive. And I wasn't too sure about that, but I think I got to agree with him now. Hertz really wasn't that good today. You take away that 91, I have stats right here. You take away that 91 yard passing play from Hertz, which was kind of a kind of fluky, you know, he would have only had, where is it? He would have only had 99 passing yards, only, only 99 passing yards. Yeah from uh, off of that 91-yard play-action play. So you take that away, Jalen Hurts passed for less than 100 yards. That's crazy. So I got to give the defense the benefit of the doubt. I got to give Lenore the benefit of the doubt. While he did get burned on a couple of plays, you could argue, he was very good for the most part. I mean, this is a rookie going up against a first-round receiver, another first-round receiver, and solid tight ends and, and all the kitchen sink. So I was impressed, Zach. Guys, I was really impressed with Lenore. I like what I see. Cornerback one, maybe not yet. Give him a little bit more time to see how he does against the bigger wide receivers that are more physical. But he is taking huge steps in the right direction. I think the real story is Ambry Thomas being inactive today. That that was pretty interesting to say the least. I was very shocked to see him inactive. Yeah, Deion's got a got a pretty funny face there. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. And, and whatever the case may be, Kyle at some point is going to have to answer for this because you continue to take you know somewhat high picks. These aren't lower picks you know they're not six seven round guys they're you know first half rounds of the picks and then they're inactive we don't see trey sermon but for one play in the second game um at some point i think the bill comes due and kyle's going to have to explain the reasoning behind why these guys aren't playing when they should i mean especially when you go by their draft placement um we got some comments here i got christian saying lenore let regular go because he knew he was out of bounds and then tripped on the other one. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and he pointed on the first pass to Jalen Rager. He kind of pointed at the out of bounds line, kind of saying like, no, 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 he's out. So that was, I thought, good awareness by him. And then he definitely tripped on the second one. Uh, Joey says hurts 10 for 82 in a rushing TD. We lost more. We lost contained more than I'd like. And he had some casual first downs. This really ticked me off. He was getting whatever he wanted on the ground, um, whatever it was, you know, uh, first down, especially on that second to last drive where they got the touch on the two point conversion. He ran up and down the field like no problem. Brandon, what is the issue there? Is this something the Niners need to adjust schematically, or do you think that he's just that athletic to where you're just going to have to live with that? Um, I feel like a lot of it kind of had to do with uh, the refs not calling a lot um, on the Eagles. So that's one That's one point. Another one was like how we were talking about in the group chat earlier that uh, – there's a lot of jumping off sides and all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, like you could tell like that one play when Jalen Hurts uh, went um, and ran it down. Uh, I can't remember what play it was, but it was when Nick Bosa got pretty pissed off. You could tell by his emotion. 
um, that he let Jalen Hurd uh, run by. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm not too worried about it be- just because we have Trey Lance and, I mean, they can just – I feel like, you know, they could practice more um, when they need to on uh, on those kind of quarterbacks when they do have to face those kind of quarterbacks like Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts and everybody. But um, other than that, I mean, I'm not too – too worried on that like whole you know play with uh Jalen Hurts uh you know getting a lot of yards on running and everything because a lot of it did have to do with the refs not calling a lot of uh calls for the Niners that's fair that's fair um Hung Fat says the tweet Zach yeah I had to show that up I thought it was hilarious this whole thing with you know oh my god opposing fans taking over the Rocky statue that's like a huge no-no Eagles by 100. I think this is a local reporter, John Clark, NBCS. That definitely didn't happen. It wasn't a blowout by any means either way, but I just thought it was funny. Um, Eagles fans had this false sense of confidence after beating up on one of the worst teams in the league last week, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Dion, I'm going to throw it back to you. Brandon talked about something that I thought was very important, and that's the lack of penalties that were called against the Eagles. I know statistically speaking, I think it ended up kind of balancing out, but during the game, there were some really important calls that were missed um and, and some that were called that i think shouldn't have been called including that illegal crackback block on muhammad sanu is this an issue you think the nfl needs to address oh you're muted dion i appreciate that my brother um it's always an issue that the nfl needs to address here's the here, here's the number one thing we become a cuphead league everybody knows that. everybody understands that you if you've been watching football i've been watching football since 1985 Okay, I started that. That's when I started watching football from 85 all the way to now. Yeah, bro. We, we the, the game been got a lot softer. So you have to think about it, man. At the end of the day. Last week, how many times Bosa get held? Was Bosa not had a picture where both of his arms were being held like this? Did we not see that picture? So how many times did we miss a call last week? How many times did we miss a call this week? But you can call the most ticky tack fouls on uh, Josh Norman for BS calls. Like if your feet get tied up, bro, your feet get tied up. What do you what do you want people to do with that? At the end of the day, the the, the league needs to address this. Are we going to be a league where this is a game for gladiators, or is this a cupcake league where we call everything, where you breathe on a quarterback and that's the situation? Look at what happened with Jimmy Ward. How was Jimmy Ward supposed to know that Jalen Hurts is going to step out? Jalen Hurts is going to step outside. Nobody knew that. What if he dipped back inside and kept running for more yardage? You do what you're supposed to do. Don't call those type of calls, man, because it just makes people not believe in the game. When I saw that, I'm looking like, come on, man. He can't. And he didn't do anything to try to hurt him. There was nothing intentional. There was no headshot. Like, think about that. Those calls, the league needs to address it, and they need to start understanding there are certain things that you cannot stop. Look at what happened with Kerry Hyder last year. How many calls? He got called, what was it, in the uh, Packer game? He literally rolled and flipped over uh, Aaron Rodgers, or maybe it might have been another game. I'm not 100% sure. But he flipped over the the, the, the quarterback, and they called him for, uh, you know, for, for unnecessary roughness. He did what he could. You cannot stop the momentum of your body. It's, un, uh, it's, uh, it's understandable. Daddy-O, exactly. National flag league, man. You, they're throwing them all over the place. But the thing is, is, the last two weeks, 
we have gotten less of the flags thrown in our favor. Now, when we go home, let's hope we get some calls. But even at home, we still get screwed. So, yeah, they got to address it. Yeah, yeah I want yeah, to touch on that just for a second, just real quick. There yeah, was yeah, a point where DJ Jones absolutely blew up the pass play, and he was he forced Jalen Hurts out. That's when Hurts uh, jumped jumped over him, and then he threw on the sideline, and the ball kind of fumbled around. Literally, you see the lineman's hand on uh, DJ Jones, like grabbing him, just like holding his jersey. It's like, what are we doing here? It's so bad. Uh, I just had to jump on that. It, it's been it's horrible. It's horrible. Through only two weeks, it's. And I mean, I didn't feel like there's a home field advantage in Detroit, to say the least. And I mean, Philadelphia is a tough place to play in, but still, it's it was bad. It's been a bad show through two weeks. Um, you you heard Mark Schlereth say it himself when he was kind of calling the game on that uh, crack back block called on Sanu. He said T- that was just a, a block in my day. You know, like that wasn't anything illegal. I don't really see it. And I thought it was funny how they even showed the replay. And even then, it was like it looked like a normal block to me. And that really killed that drive because they were driving and there was a 15 yard penalty backed him up. I think it was like second and 25 and they never recovered from that. So at least it didn't result in them losing the game, but the calls that are ridiculous. And then the no calls that are also ridiculous is really impacting the the 49ers in a huge way. And I think they're, I don't know if the league is going to have to do something, something needs to be done because whether it's the refs kind of acknowledging it or whatever, it's getting, it's getting bad. And whether it's a uh, home field advantage, like Perry said, or Dion said, something needs to be done. Um, the league won't do The league won't do anything. And I'll say this right now and I'll keep it a buck. They're not going to do anything. The, the, the issue is, is what they're going to mask these mess ups and screw ups as is player safety. But you added a 17th game in a gladiator sport where you're sacrificing your body on a week-to-week basis. But it's all about player safety. Sorry, I was, I was muted there. Good. Well said, Dion. Um, Perry, I'm going to throw it back to you. At halftime, Kyle, I believe it was at halftime, Kyle Shanahan was asked if they were going to see any Trey Lance today, and he said probably not. We ended up not seeing him at all. After seeing him a few times last week for some questionable plays, were you surprised we didn't see him? Bummed we didn't see him? How do you? How did you take that? I mean, you know me. I was so big on Trey Lance throughout the whole draft process, even before it. So being part of the Trey Lance hive, I was just like, ah, man, not seeing him sucks. But hey, again, it's just about Jimmy Garoppolo executing and doing what he had to do. I mean, he missed a lot of wide open throws, but he got the job done. I would have thought to seen Trey Lance at least in the red zone a couple of times, at least just to see if he'd get his feet wet, to say the least. Because in the preseason and during training camp, he was money in the red zone. Absolutely money. And then you go watch Jimmy Garoppolo where he had that – well, a few passes. But one of them where he just threw it so short to Debo Samuel and the guy intercepted. It was when – or almost intercepted when Debo ran that out route. It was one of those balls where, like, if Lance threw that, that ball would have been there before the DB even realized it was thrown. So You, you see took that, the words right out of my mouth, my brother. That's yeah. exactly what it was. When Debo turned around, that ball should have been on its way. The ball should have been thrown before Debo even broke it. Was the it yeah, was late. It was late and behind him. And the, the corner should have caught it, honestly. There's a yeah. few passes the corner should have caught today, but I digress. I was very surprised to not see Lanzo at least once or twice, even if it was a stupid run play. But, you know, I mean, at this point, I don't think we should question if and when Trey Lance is going to play. It's it's just kind of wasted breath at this point. If Jimmy Garoppolo throws some interceptions, then it would have been like, okay, maybe it's time to get Lance in this game. 
But you know what? He did stuff to get the team the victory, and I think for now that's all we can ask. We just got to see how it's going to be for Jimmy when he does go up against tougher defenses down the stretch or when it really matters most. Because today, again, it felt like game manager Jimmy Garoppolo, but when Jimmy G did need to make a big throw today, it was like one out of 10 or one out of 15 where he just missed the wide open guys and those big throws didn't happen. So I would say, honestly, I thought the defense won today more so than the offense. And, and special teams, because Mitch Wisnowski was huge. Mm-hmm. Javon Kinlaw also had that big block yeah. on the field goal as well. But it was a le- I think it was a lucky day for Garoppolo. Honestly, I thought it was kind of a lucky day. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, yeah, I was surprised. And, and Hung Fai said here, when Jimmy sucked, I didn't get why they didn't put in Lance. I thought we were going to expect at least some type of sub for, for Lance to get in, get that, that running play that Kyle loves to call for him for whatever reason. Something, because the spark wasn't there for the entire – first quarter and very very much of the second quarter is very late into the second quarter where they finally got something going um but i think they didn't have a first down the entire first quarter right if i remember correctly and that's the first time I yeah, since yeah. kelly was the head coach that's atrocious. Said, i saw his tweet too that said it was the first time in shanahan's coaching history with the niners that they had three straight three and out drives on to open the, the game first, time, the first quarter yeah, yeah. that's crazy that's, That's insane crazy. for, for such a high powered offense. Well, you know, run by Cal Shanahan. That's unacceptable. I'm just going to come out here and say that. That's unacceptable. If we see that again, heads need to roll, whether it's players, coaches, whatever, when you're going up and don't get me wrong, the Philadelphia Eagles credit to them, hell of a defensive line, hell of an offensive line. Things started to open up for the 49ers when they suffered the unfortunate injuries uh, to Brooks and Graham. However, you need to go into every week knowing that you're going to do your job regardless of who's lined up in front of you. And the 49ers didn't do that today. And that, that was disappointing to me that they kind of let themselves get bullied. Um, Brandon, I'm going to throw it back to you. Do we see finally Ayuk from here on out? Was this kind of that little bit of ice breaking that we needed to see from whatever the bad blood, hamstring injury, whatever you guys want to refer to between him and Kyle Shanahan or him and his hamstring? Is that it? Is that over with? Do we now get Ayuk back? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Um, I kind of believe what Kyle was saying this past week about his hamstring. He was never in the doghouse. Um, especially, I mean, I guarantee you, especially next week against the Packers, we'll probably see a lot more snaps with Ayukin, um and getting the ball thrown to. Um, just hopefully it's not Jimmy overthrowing it like that one pass he did today uh, to Ayuk. Thank God Ayuk has great hands, man, because if he didn't, that sh- <laughs> I would have been incomplete pass for sure. <laughs> but uh, all in all, I think Ayuk is uh, for sure going to be the, the starter in the rest of the season, I feel like. Okay, I like it. Yeah, uh, this this comment I think was great by Joey. The throws to the sideline with no velocity aren't going to cut it against dudes like Ramsey. When you got a A1 corner in there, that ball that's just going to kind of float over there, that's not going to be there. And we, we heard all preseason about – training to work on his touch, training to work on his touch. Well, that's the one time where you don't need touch on the ball. You need to get the ball there. Like Dion said, before Debo even turns around, the ball's got to be right there. Jimmy's kind of notorious for those. So something needs to be done. Um, Paul PJ Keys says, harsh environment for a rookie quarterback who'll be used versus Green Bay, which won't be able to prep for him. Dion, do you agree with this? Do you think they kind of kept him out because Philly's such a tough place and now Green Bay doesn't really have anything to work with? Uh, not necessarily. I think what happens is Kyle looks at the game and he sees whether he's going to win or he's going to lose. And he's Kyle is so meticulous in the scripting of plays that he knows what's going to work and what isn't going to work. 
See, the issue is, to be honest with you, in the red zone, I would have liked to see Trey, uh, to see Trey Lance. Why? Trey Lance is better in the red zone. We all know Jimmy is hot garbage in the red zone. And when it comes to those outside throws, Trey Lance makes those better. If we look and we, we look back to OTAs, we look back to training camp, we look back to preseason. Who was the, the number one target for Trey Lance? Trent Sherfield. Why would you not allow them to make a connection in the game? Even if you bring Trey Lance here for one specific play, you know he's going there. You know the connection's there. You know it's going to work. There were at least, I got to count, if I'm not mistaken, I believe at least four to five balls where Jimmy screwed up, and this was his fault. It's not the receiver. And I understand every now and then receivers need to make your quarterback look good by making a spectacular catch. But there was at least four to five balls where Jimmy screwed up. And it, it just it doesn't make sense. Do I think that Trey will play some in the Green Bay game? Maybe, maybe not. But the issue is we played a better defense this week than we did last week. And that, 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 that's obviously shown by the fact that we only won 17 to 11. So it is what it is. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think we'll see Trey next week, but I don't think that him not being there was – you know, anything to do with the the stadium being harsh or whatever. I think I disagree with the fact that he wasn't in there. I wanted to see him play a little bit when there was no spark at all for the offense. It would have been nice to get it. Um, our guy Colley's asking if there's any news on Trey Sermon. I heard Mitchell had a stinger. Were there any other injuries? I haven't seen anything on Trey Sermon. I believe he had a concussion. Has Have any of you guys heard anything other than that? I believe it was a concussion. Yeah, that's what yeah. Uh, yeah. Channel was saying. When you, okay. when, you look, when you look at the way he got hit, he got hit like three times in a row. Yeah. It was like bang, bang, bang. And when he went down, he grabbed his head and he did not move for a while when he got up. Basically what happens with that is the unfortunate problem with that is you start to see, you literally, I remember uh, Sean Alexander, the ex running back for um, the Seahawks. He used to say there were a couple of times where I got hit, where I literally saw stars. Like you remember the cartoon characters, when they got the stars floating around their head, there were lots of players in the NFL that said, I saw that for real. So I think that's what's happened to him because he got hit one, two, three, bang, 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 and he grabbed his head. So it's understandable, and it hurts for him because it's your first play in the game. And next thing you know, you get a damn concussion. Like you, You're pissed because it happened. You're not pissed at yourself. You're mad because of the situation, not what you did. He got us the first down but it hurts for him because it's like, man, it's my first play of the game. I get a damn concussion. They got to hold me out. I got to go through all these things. And then because the running back room was so deep at that point, you say, okay, I'm good. I think, honestly, Hasty and Mitchell will be together. They'll be good next week, and you'll probably hold Trey Sermon out to allow him to properly recover because a week to recover from a concussion, no. You need at least two weeks. And that's just to feel normal again, minus the headaches, minus seeing stars, all of those things. I've had a concussion before. It's not fun, guys. It's not fun. No, not at all. Um, this is the injury report. Thank you, by the way, Dion, for for uh, Matt Mayoko. So we got uh, Kevin Givens, ankle, Elijah Mitchell, shoulder, Michael Hasty, ankle, and Trey Sermon with the concussion. And Debo and Juszczyk both had cramps as well. Hopefully none of them are anything long-term. Um, it's unfortunate that the running back room seemed to take the, the biggest hit. 
but we'll see what happens. Uh, Joey added, not only his first play of the game, first play of his career. That's what I was saying earlier. It's so frustrating because we wanted to see him. He came in finally, looked good, and then he gets hit three times to the head, lands on the head, and, you know, unfortunately that's just how the game goes sometimes. But hopefully that doesn't happen to any of the other 49ers. Hopefully he gets back soon. Anthony, I'm going to ask you one final question, and then we're going to kind of give our final thoughts on the game um, and look forward quickly to next week against Green Bay on Sunday night. Perry, does this need to be addressed? QB wins. I know it's such a heated topic, but the facts are the Niners win with Jimmy. I mean, QB wins is such a like week by week type stat. You know, like if you say, oh, he's 24 days to start, it's like, oh, okay. Well, well, if one of those starts, it's like he goes like 20 for 29 with three interceptions and they were all costly. You know what I mean? It's QB wins is such a fluky stat. And I hate the argument because it's so like, I mean, I get he wins, but at the same time, it's like, how much does he really win? All you got to do, all you got to do, is just ask, what's Jimmy Garoppolo's record in the Super Bowl? <laughs> then you throw out regular season wins, and that's all that matters. But it, it's fluky, you know. I really hate that argument. If Jimmy Garoppolo plays well, he plays well. If he loses, he loses. I mean, you could say it the other way around too. It's like when Kaepernick was in San Francisco, when Chip Kelly was here, Kaepernick had some great numbers, but the problem was that everything else around him was horrible. And his starting record was like 16 and 25 or something terrible, but it should have been a lot better. So it's a trash argument through and through. And I mean, Vincent Frank isn't exactly the most level-headed tweeter. I mean, he's had some nice tweets and others that you just go like, ah, you know, it's so cringe. But it's just, you know, it's kind of one of those like gray area type arguments where you can make any case for it. And then I could just be like, oh, well, Kyle Shanahan saves him. (laughs) <laughs> he just say some type of fluky point, and it's like, well, it's a back and forth. So I will say that Jimmy Garoppolo does what he needs to do. That's a good thing to see. It's just when it really matters, and especially like today when he didn't hit some of those big throws, like like the one Brandon was talking about too, Ayuk, where he overthrew it and it should be intercepted, or the third down throw to Debo that should have been intercepted also. It's stuff like that where you see it, and it's like, okay, you know, this is the type of Jimmy we can expect – really wins and losses are 50-50 with him because the Niners could easily be 1-1. One one. They could easily be 0-2. And, yeah. and it's just I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo does get saved more often than not. And when he executes, it either looks really good or really bad. So wins, losses, it's, you know, it's kind of eh, – I mean, I mean that's a, just an argument if you're a huge Jimmy Garoppolo stand. You know what I mean? Like if you're if, – and I love uh, Nate on Twitter. I think everyone gasses him. He, nice guy, don't get me wrong, but it's just like the Jimmy Garoppolo agenda pushing is terrible. And I don't like name shouting, but David Lombardi is another just one too. It. I know, just saying. I, I didn't want to say it, but you have to. It's the agenda pushing where you just go and go and go for one person. It's like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? It's like, what's going on with this? But again, I digress. He wins. That's what matters. The guys seem to like him. And on the week three is all I can say. Yeah, uh, Tony says, great group of guys here. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate you. Shout out to Tony. Tony uh, this was an interesting comment. Trey would have won today by two scores with his athleticism. And I saw people tweeting about this during the game. If you put Trey in there, all of a sudden it's, you know, 11 on 11 instead of 10 on 11. Because you got to account for Trey's legs, which is why I also was kind of frustrated that Kyle didn't. But, hey, man, what, what can you say? It's all about, I guess, what ifs at this point. But they got the dub. That's all that matters. Uh, Alex says it's a team sport exactly. the end of the day. Yeah. 
That's what matters. Jimmy was moving a little today. There was a couple times where he he scrambled a little. He he had some gas in those legs. Not great, but I mean, better than what we've seen. Enough. The hey, I just enough. want to say, I just want to say too. Does the guy know how to slide at all? <laughs> oh yeah, see that's another one. He did another one of those kind of like weird head tucks where I think yeah, it's hard. It's yeah, I don't know that he. I don't see him do it that often. That's no. Who knows? It's ugly. I don't know. It's like he didn't learn already. Lance was the same way too, even in the preseason. He never really slid. He kind of did the weird like jump and fall forward type thing. But the difference hey. with Lance though, if you look at his North Dakota State tape, the reason that Lance doesn't doesn't slide is because he's too busy trying to run you over. You gotta remember <laughs> Jimmy doesn't have that. Jimmy, when he Jimmy needs to learn how to slide. And I'm gonna tell you right now. Here's the thing, and I know this is this is a Niners podcast, but I'm gonna show Jaden love some, some Jaden Hurst some love. You know what Jaden Hurst did? He did what every head coach in the league wants you to do: get the damn first down and get your ass out of bounds. He did that. If you look at every one of Jalen Hurst's run, outside of maybe I think one or two, he got the first down. He got out of bounds. He doesn't want to try to take more than he's given. He did exactly what he was coached to do, which is why a lot of people, you know, look at him and they say, oh, well, he's a project. No, he's not. You remember, Any quarterback that goes from Oklahoma, from Alabama to Oklahoma and balls out in both spots, yeah, get to do some love. You got to show some respect. Yeah. But Jimmy, Jimmy, I'll give Jimmy some credit. Jimmy went ahead and there were a couple of plays where he showed mobility. And he said, I'm not going to stay in the pocket and be a statue, damn it. I'm moving. I know this pocket has collapsed. It's about to come down on me. I'm getting the hell out of here. Um, for me, my final thoughts for the game was Debo Samuel was a number one D, uh, number one wide out. Uh, D'Amador Lenore progressed as a defensive back. He learned some things, especially on, on, on dealing with some speed receivers. Um, and the other thing is respect our defense. It's 11 points. I don't care how you get there. I don't care how you do it. But at the end of the day, it's a winner. And then to go back to what you were talking about, Zach, on the whole Jimmy wins thing, it's a team effort. Jimmy didn't win that game by his damn self, okay? He had a lot of crap balls thrown. He had a lot of – that shovel pass that he had to Jermichael Hasty was hot garbage because Hasty would have scored on that. Yeah. And we would have won by two TDs instead of one. So the, the Jimmy wins thing – Okay, like, yeah, when he's in, we win. But let me tell you something. Hung Fat was on point. If Trey Lance was in there, we would have won by more than one score, strictly based on the fact of his athleticism. Hung Fat, I love your name, bro. And I I don't know if that's truly your name or if that's just a Twitter name, but if that's your name, my dude, roll with it and keep running. The ladies are going (laughs) to love that, my guy. The ladies are going to love that. Hung Fat. I'm just saying, my guy. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Coach Timo, shout out to Coach, says, I never thought he would put Trey in due to the early dominance by the Eagles defense. Jimmy was definitely balling, had his confidence back. He gets my game ball today. That's uh, – give him half of a game ball, maybe half. I, I It got to go to Debo. I agree with Dion on this one. Debo was the player of the game. Perry, I saw you tweet out, Mitch was the best player on the field today. You want to? You love everybody. Got to love Mitch Wisnowski. I got to love him. I thought Wisnowski was the player of the game. He was great. He had, I think, three or five punts that were inside the twenty. Two of them were insane. 
it's like, yeah. oh my yeah. god, he was good. He was really good. Yeah, and then good, early on in the season, people were saying, "Call for his head." Hey, Perry, tell me, tell me you were, tell me you remember when Mitch got got fined for that that stupid helmet to helmet hit when it won a helmet to helmet. Mitch, you, look, man, if anybody anybody out there watching, these Australians play rugby, especially football without pads, and they're playing against some large individuals. I have a buddy of mine right now. His name is John Lau. He's in Australia. Polynesians are deep in Australia. So that's a rather large individual to tackle. <laughs> when you're playing rugby with a dude that's like four times your size and you got to go up against him, you learn how to tackle a guy. Mitch, much love, much respect. Those punts were great today. Yep. yep. If, um, if it right. wasn't Mitch, yeah, I got to go with Debo, though. Debo was fire. Or Bosa. Okay. Debo was the ball. I like that's that. Right. I'm, I'm going to give my final thoughts. Um, I, I know they went after Norman early. But we didn't hear him after that. After the first quarter, you didn't hear a single thing about Josh Norman. He can hang in there. I think, look, Devontae Smith, Jalen Ragor, these aren't some scrubs. These are top receivers in the NFL, and the Niners pretty much held their own aside from one or two deep shots. I was impressed by Josh Norman. D'Amador Lenore continues to impress me aside from two fluke plays, tripping, whatever you want to call it. They impressed me. I think the 49ers secondary is going to continue to improve as the season uh, goes on. Brandon, why don't you give us your final thoughts here? I have to agree with uh, Dion and Perry as well, and, and Uzak, uh, Debo, for sure. Definitely, uh, he proved he proved himself day in, day out. Um, I'm really proud of him. Um, he's going to have a really good season, and then also, too, like you said, Zach, Josh Norman, I think he's going to fit very well with this team. Um, there's a lot of trash calls that was called on him. But other than that, um, he's going to be a great player, man. All right. I love it. Perry, did you give your final thoughts already? No, but I'll, I'll do it real quick because we're wrapping it up. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo needs to play better. That's the bottom line. I know it's been a really positive show, but I just want to keep it a little bit real. Jimmy's got to play better. This was one of those games where they could get away with how he played because he managed but he's going to need to step up against Green Bay. He's going to need to step up against Seattle, Arizona, Los Angeles when we play Indianapolis. All these teams are getting better and better down the stretch, and Jimmy needs to play hard. But it was a very impressive showing by the defense through and through. Defense won the game today. And give Domingo Ryans his respect, man. He called hell of a game. Yeah, and, and just to add on to that real quick before we wrap it up, that, what, like 90-yard pass to, was it Regor down the sidelines? And they didn't score on that. The defense, they had two plays and then that P.I. in the end zone and then another four plays, and the defense held. So I totally agree with you. Shout out to the defense. They won this game for the 49ers. The defense, the offense did enough, but the defense did more than enough. And, they, you know, they, they did probably like 60-40 defense, according, if I had uh, graded out that way. Real quick. Just another quick note. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Zach. Go ahead. No, no, Zach. no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just another quick note. We need to watch Aaron Rodgers on Monday night. See how he plays. Mm -hmm. If Rodgers gives us another crap performance, he's already given up on the season and he doesn't care. If Rodgers comes out and balls out, I'm going to tell you next week, if Jimmy comes out and he's laying an egg in that first half, you will see Trey Lance. We are not going to take that kind of a chance with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is is Patrick Mahomes ahead of time. You give him an inch, he's going to take three miles. We do not need to get down against the Packers. Even though their defense is missing some pieces, we don't need to get down against them. 
if Jimmy plays like this against the pack and their defense is already shot a little bit, you'll see Trey. All right. I love it. Uh, final comments here. Defense took control in that second quarter on. It was nice seeing that. Only give up 11 points. Great effort from Coach Timo. Hit like, you guys. Yes, please hit like. Follow everybody on social media. Your handles are on the screen. Shout out to our sponsors real quick. Uh, starting with Acre Gold. You can get gold for as little as $50 a month. Excuse me. Um, I'm going to put them up on the screen here. Use the link in the bio. It's really cool. Instead of having to buy uh, entire two and a half grams of gold at once. You can get it for $50. And then once you reach the market price of two and a half grams, if Matt were here, he would call it my gold stamp because it is small. It's two and a half grams guys. They'll send you the, the price. They'll send you the piece of gold. It's really cool. Um, that way you don't have to fork out all the cash at once. Next, we are moving on to our really, really great partners over at pickup. We're super excited to partner with play pickup. They're changing sports betting. If you're in California, I know it's not legal here, but you guys can still bet on the props and you get 50 points for each prop. And if you're right, they have a really cool marketplace where you can cash in on these points. Um, right now, these shot glass mugs, MLB knob, uh, 150 points, game of bowling and shoe rental, 300 points. It's really cool stuff. And they're really, excuse me, changing the way sports betting is done. So click the link in the description as well. And also you can go to 49ershive.com. Every article will have a 49ers related play pickup prop in it that you can kind of uh, choose yes or no, whatever the question is, enter your phone number, and then you can go from there. Shout out to Play Pickup. We're super excited to partner with them. Um, also, 81 Vino, shout out to Terrell Owens. He's got a new wine company. Code Hive will get you 10% off. You also get free shipping on two more bottles. 81vino.com, code Hive for 10% off. Leslie, we got to plug our merch store, shop49ershive.com, code RGS15 for 15% off. Your entire purchase, go check out our merch store. We got merch, we got uh, tumblers, we got a bunch of stuff you guys can grab. So go over to shop49ershive.com and support the channel. Everybody, that was a great show, great recap. 49ers are 2-0, baby, and we're going into Sunday Night Football against Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, who 49ers went healthy. I've had their lunch, so let's see what happens. Everybody, give these guys a follow. Appreciate you guys taking the time. I think that's going to do it for this episode. So... Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, uh, follow the guys on Twitter, and until next time, go Niners.